The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today, all those recent egg jokes will make sense as I cover an excellent conspiracy theory. And then we take a look at the newest conspiracy theory going around. Did Sean P. Diddy Combs write a book? That, that's not the conspiracy, although that's bizarre enough. Did Sean P. Diddy Combs, famous East Coast rapper, producer, did he recently write a book called The Adrenochrome Witch that finally exposed the secrets of the Dark Ones, today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day, too. I'm going to have a really great day if I can get all these episodes recorded in time to go on vacation. You guys won't even notice I'm gone. We'll have one week of repeats. But in, in the real world, I'll be sipping my ties on a couch in California, watching every sci-fi channel movie ever. A couple Polina brothers thrown in there. It's going to be great. Now, as the marathon begins and I try to get these episodes recorded, not rushing them, they're quality episodes, I want to give a shout-out to our newest Patreon supporter, David Laz. David, thank you so much for supporting the show. We're all saluting you. Thank you. That means a lot. Since you've supported the show, today you're going to be our captain, our pilot, our escort, through these crazy stories. If you can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. Just help get the word out about the show. That will really, really help out a lot. David, let's hop in the Jason Jalopy. We're going for a ride. We're headed down to San Francisco. We're in San Francisco, and we're going to meet a guy named Josh Tetrick. And we walk into his lab. We're like, hey, what's up? Shh, shh. I'm working on something, he says as he adjusts his nerd glasses over his face. Hmm. What are you working on, Josh? I just told you to shh. Puts his finger to our lips. All of our lips, everyone who's listening right now has a finger on our lips. And he's steady in this empty jar of mayonnaise. And he goes, there is a way. I had a dream. An angel came to me in a vision last night. Did you know that eggs are the required ingredient in mayonnaise? You have to have at least one egg in it. And 65% of it has to be vegetable oil. And then as disgusting as it is, that's 100% true. For the FDA to declare it as mayonnaise, Basically, it's just a jar of vegetable oil and one egg cracked in it. But he's like, but for the vegetarian market, I must find a better way. I must find a better way. I'm glad he sounds like the Riddler trying to figure out a plan to be Batman. I must find a better way to get this available for... It's not fair that vegans don't get to eat this disgusting food, right? It's just not fair. So he, he makes his own mayonnaise using like chickpeas and a bunch of other like vegetarian stuff. Carrots. Whatever. Puts it in there. He comes out with this product. The product ends... It goes through different names. I think it was originally called, like, Beyond Mayo. Now it's called Just Mayo. And he's like, ta-da! And he's, like, holding his suspenders. <laughs> he got during the montage of him developing it. Now he's holding his suspenders. He's a little entrepreneur. He goes, now I have Just Mayo. And it starts flying off the shelves. Vegans, vegetarians, people who have no taste buds. Everyone are running to the store to buy Just Mayo. But... 
According to the FDA, like I said, it has to have an egg in it. And you can mess with classics, but sometimes the classics have allies. <laughs> the lightning storm. There's a huge building somewhere in America. It's in a swamp. It's in the shape of a giant egg. It's basically the Legion of Doom's headquarters, but an egg. And inside this headquarters, there's an 18-person body called the American Egg Board. And at the head of it is Joanne Ivy. She's the chief executive. And she's standing there. She has, like, this long purple cape on. She has these little henchmen running around her. She turns around. She's like, Drats! Just Mayo is biting into our profits because we get she has to explain it to the audience because we get a percentage for every egg shipped but there's less eggs being shipped you you do the math we're getting less money if eggs aren't being used in mayo and people are buying this just mayo then we're losing money so we got to do something about that now while they're trying to figure out what their battle plan is to take down just mayo hellman's actually sues just mayo they say it's false advertising you have to for mayonnaise you have to have an egg in it that's not an egg and i mean it's so ridiculous basically you actually had a try like you had like jur- juries get selected for this you had a judge had a, had a look through this on his dock and he's like ah wish i had another one of those triple homicides but black mayo i hope they don't make us taste it hope they don't do a taste test during the trial it's all going on because you can't call it mayo because it's not real mayo and he's saying it's just mayo it's not even close to mayo eventually though The company Just Mayo says, okay, fine, we're going to stop declaring our mayo. This is so weird. I'm surprised that this worked. Basically, we're going to stop calling it Just Mayo. And Hellman's is like, okay, that works. They changed the name to Just Mayo. As in justice. As in bringing about justice to the world. So it's no longer Just Mayo, it's Just Mayo. I'm going to start a cereal called Cheerios, right? I'm going to start marketing my own cereal called Cheerios. People go, you can't do that. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm saying cheer, EOs. As in, I'm trying to bring cheer to the world. And lawyers are like, well, that, that there is a precedent for that. You can sell Cheerios. No, no, no. Cheer, EOs. Mr. Carpenter, thank you. Thank you very much. So you think the story's over, right? Everything kind of got resolved. Just Mayo is still sitting on store shelves. You think the story's over, right? They, cha- they quote-unquote changed their name. The lawsuit was finished. They no longer claim to actually be mayonnaise. And that would be the end of the story if it wasn't for an expose on the American egg board. The reason why I've been making those American egg council jokes, which was a name change to avoid getting sued, because you can't actually say you're sponsored by somebody, even in joke. You can, but you, you better have a good lawyer. Mine was the American egg council. The American egg board, it turns out took the threat of Just Mayo incredibly seriously. Incredibly seriously. Eventually, some emails came out where two executives, to be fair, they were joking. Everyone said these guys are just joking. But jokingly, they said, hey, maybe we can get all our money together and hire Hitman to kill Josh Tetrick. So that's that's pretty bad, right? But that's not where it ended there. And they were just joking. Everyone, all sides agree they were just joking. But... The American Egg Board, they ended up getting really worse off than Just Foods because they started a whisper campaign. They began putting out feelers. First off, they were buying Google ad results. So if you looked at stuff like Beyond Foods, which was the original name of the company, if you Googled that in, stuff about the American Egg Board would pop up. They were buying Google keywords. So if you were looking for Just May or if you're looking for Beyond Foods, they might have even done it for his name. Stuff would come up about American Egg Board. And you're like, well, that's 
that's no big deal. Like, you type it in, you're trying to find Josh Tetrick, and then you see an ad for eggs. It wasn't just them. They began trying to get people to talk more about eggs. <laughs> you're like, Jason, <laughs> that's what they're supposed to do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They were, this is why I was making those egg jokes, okay? Because I want a big fat paycheck from the American Egg Council slash board. Because, th- listen to this, listen to this. Because they were so scared of Josh Tetrick and his Jess Mayo, they were paying food bloggers to talk about how awesome eggs were and how yummy eggs were. $2,500 a post. I'd do that, dude. Um, I do not talk about eggs ever. But if they were paying me $2,500, I would do nothing but talk about eggs. Okay, maybe not that. I would find a way to (laughs) win the middle of a true crime story. I'm like, and then the family was horribly butchered. But before that, they sat down to a delicious plate of eggs. When the autopsy was done and they looked at the contents of their stomach, they found purebred American eggs. The best eggs on the planet. They w- they started this whisper campaign, and they were trying to recruit like high level celebrities and just normal food bloggers, and they were paying them to talk about how great American eggs are. Now that's against the law. It's you can talk about. <laughs> There's not like some Big Brother out there. You're in shopping. You're like, oh, I heard this brand of eggs is good, and you get grabbed by the Gestapo. You can talk about eggs all you want. You can't the because the American Egg Board. It's so weird. It's a a quasi-private organization? It's the American... A bunch of egg growers decided to get together and said, we want to market eggs back in the 1970s. But the government has to appoint the 18 people in the council. It's really weird. So they have a limitation. It's not a government organization, but they're involved in it. You can't do that. Like, you can market your own product, but you can't talk trash about other people's products. Eventually... Uh, Joanne Ivey, the uh, chief executive, she took an early retirement because of this scandal. And then everyone else was required to do, quote, additional training to learn, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, don't do that. (laughs) That's that story. That's that story that I built up for two episodes with my stupid egg ads. I want my money, dude. I want my money. I want 5000 Think about it. I would have earned $5,000 for those bogus ads. Had this podcast been around in 2011, dude, I would have gotten paid. The reason why I wanted to cover this story, because I think it's hilarious. Also, I have to add this because it's written in my notes. In 2012, the American Egg Board had a contest. This is just this is just dragging this segment on too long. But I love this fact. The American Egg Board had a contest. Um, you would record yourself singing the song, The Incredible Edible Egg. And if you did, these are the prizes you could win. You could win an iPhone 5. That's the top of the line, guys. Oh, if that's not enough, if if that cutting-edge technology isn't enough, an Xbox 360. And, I mean, I get it. At the time, those were probably good prizes, right? At the time, that might have been the most best prizes. But you win an iPhone, an Xbox 360, and 12-month supply of eggs. Where are you going to... Where are you going to put 12 months worth of eggs? Do I get a, Can I sell my Xbox and get a new fridge for that? Anyways, that probably edited out. The segment's going on too long. I wanted to cover that story, one, because I want my $5,000. And two, I always hammer this point home. We always talk about these conspiracy theories. These are the ones that affect real people. The government was basically... The quote-unquote, like, this private organization was kind of chasing this guy around. It's so funny because every the stories that I don't ever worry about, like the next story coming up, I'm not worried about covering. It's the stories that involve private entities that I'm always like, Ugh. 
always like like the eBay stalking story. That one was a good one. These guys, these are the ones that I'm more worried about coming after me than you know Hillary Clinton breaking into my house with a baby under each arm. That's actually a perfect segue to our next story, David. Let's hatch a plan and blow this joint. I can't think of any egg-based puns other than that, and that one is barely an egg-based pun. David's shaking his head. You know what we're going to do right now? Call in that carpenter copter. We are flying out to New York City. Me and David, we got on glasses. We're wearing all white suits. We're doing dances to a zoom lens. If you're under the age of 30, you did not get that joke. It's possible no one got that joke. We're in a Puff Daddy video, remember? Remember back in 2000 when music was, like, happy and fun? Remember 2000 when you actually had, like, music videos and TRL and stuff like that? I can't stop now, uh, cause I'm too cool. I never listened to East Coast rap. I was West Coast, dude. 100%. I despised East Coast rap. And, I, dude, I, don't, I did not make an exception for Wu-Tang either. Don't get me wrong. I understand why people like Wu-Tang Clan. But even now, I've never listened to 36 Chambers. I've never listened to... I've listened to maybe two or three RZA songs. Like, the only time I ever came across anything from Wu-Tang Clan is if it was on the radio or they were guest rapping on a rap, a West Coast Rapper's album, which didn't happen a lot. I've never heard Ready to Die. Never. I've heard only radio songs. I've never listened to Illmatic. I've never listened to a single Nas album, but I'd hear him when he's rapping with DMX on on Grand Finale. So I was not into East Coast rap. It just wasn't my style. So, but, so so full disclaimer here, we're going to visit, the reason why I said all that stuff, David's like, what are you taking off his white suit? What are you talking about? Why are you talking about rap all of a sudden? Because, sir, we are going to visit Puff Daddy, a.k.a. P. Diddy, a.k.a. Diddy, Sean Combs, head of Bad Boy Entertainment. (laughs) Helicopters flying in between the buildings of New York. (laughs) We see this sterling high rise in the sky and it's all like flashing. We ain't go nowhere. We can't be stopped now because we're bad boys for life. Helicopters flying around. And this is P. Diddy's building. We're going to fly. We fly next to the building. Put on autopilot. We jump into the building. Quite dramatic entrance, right? We're from the West Coast, though. So, you know, we we don't take the stairs, man. We're from the West Coast. We're walking around Pete Diddy's building. We're brushing glass off of our clothes. The reason why we're here is recently, Mr. Combs has written a book. Written a book. Called The Adrenochrome Witch. Now, obviously, when I saw this pop up, I go... Well, that's fake, right? Like, that was my first instinct. But I got to check it out. I got to see what's going on with Puff. It's not just that Puff Daddy wrote. I'm like, Puff Daddy wrote a book. What? Puff Daddy, before you, I'm not saying Puff Daddy's stupid. And I'll, I always call him Puff Daddy just because I'm older. So I'll try to correct that. P. Diddy is not, I'm not saying P. Diddy's stupid. He famously said in in Bad Boys for Life, that song, Don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks. Which is a great line. And he's basically saying, I'm not a lyricist. I pay people to write my songs because I make that much money. And I remember, I remember, I remember where I was. I'm such a huge rap fan. I remember where I was when I heard that line. I was sitting at Josh Moremeyer's house and that video came up and he dropped that line and I went, oh, like straight up out of a movie. 
Because that was a killer line. And I think everyone knew it was true. So when I'm laughing about Pete Diddy writing a book, I imagine that him just not writing rhymes but writing checks would extend to his literary career as well. He's obviously a very savvy businessman, despite the fact that I have a West Coast-East Coast rivalry. But Recently, he wrote a book. He wrote, I just always get stumbled when I say that. Sean Diddy Combs wrote a book called The Adrenochrome Witch. Or did he? Now, this book appeared on barnesandnoble.com, and it popped up, and it made a massive splash. Like, right away, people were really delving into this mystery. Let's look at some of the key details here. The cover of the book, just a picture of P. Diddy, right? That's, that's, all, that's all you need to buy a book, right? Especially if the book's called The Adrenochrome Witch. Just a picture of P. Diddy. It is seven pages long. Whoa, dude, it must have a... It must be either free... Or the best book ever, because it only needs seven pages. How long's the Declaration of Independence? It's not a 300 page. It's not a Harry Potter novel. Just have a couple pages. I don't know how long. The de- Declaration of Independence is technically one page. I don't think it's like King George is reading. He's like, I'm too busy to turn the page. Give them what they want. Pretty sure it's just like a scroll. Right? Weren't they still using scrolls back then? Anyways, he writes a seven-page book. Sean P. Diddy Combs. Right, it's a seven-page book called The Adrenochrome Witch. It's either amazing, everything's compacted into seven pages, or it's free. It's not free. It's $100. It's a $100 seven-page book written by Sean P. Diddy Combs. The cover, again, is just P. Diddy holding his chin, looking suave. Here is the description of the book. In case you just thought maybe Adrenochrome is... I guess for you guys who, like, this is your first episode, you're not big in a conspiracy theory world, I should tell you. Adrenochrome, and we'll get a little more into it, but just so this makes sense. Adrenochrome is this chemical that supposedly saint worshippers and the Illuminati and the elite and reptilians and stuff drink. It comes out of the human adrenal gland. They drink it, and it either gives them eternal life, gets them high... They get addicted and they need it to have eternal life. All three. It really depends on the mythology you're following. But that's what adrenochrome is. We'll get a little more into that. So, Sean P. Diddy Combs writes a book called The Adrenochrome Witch. Here's the description. Seven pages, 100 bucks. Here's the description. Quote, The Adrenochrome Witch is a true, is a true story about the elite secret society and their bizarre eternal youth rituals. Not for the faint of heart. Unquote. This book is no longer on barnesandnoble.com. So that should give you an idea of what happened here. I'm looking at this, reading the description. I'm looking at a photo of P. Diddy. And I'm like, this, uh, obviously this is fake. Now, you can, you can set up a book. Let's say you're going to Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com. You can put up an ebook and put written by George Washington. And it's called The Story of How I Owe Jason Carpenter 20 Bucks. And then I'm basically like, hey, I'm like going to his relatives. I'm like, you know, with interest, that's like $15 million. Look at this book. You can put whatever author name you want. It can be up there as long as it doesn't get noticed. That's what happened here. Because the book got taken down and actually all the author stuff got taken down. And we actually found out, I don't know if this is the real name of the author, but this is another name the author goes by, Candy Michelle Johnson. Because there's a bunch of other books, because you, when you click on the Sean P. Diddy Combs, it took you to, like, an author page, and you start seeing some P. Diddy books, some by this Candy Johnson character, and other books were written, uh, The Illuminati was a book, The Illuminati Foundation, separate book, don't get them confused, two completely different plots, and then Daddy Warbucks' house, and that had a picture of 
P. Diddy with his daughters. That was weird. And then some book called French Kisses. That did not have a picture of P. Diddy and his daughters, thankfully. So it seemed to just be this collection. Now, all those other books, and there was a few other ones, but all of them have been taken down now. What happened was Barnes & Noble obviously got alerted to this. He probably got tons of emails about it. What? Tell me. Have P. Diddy's email me the secrets personally. Whatever. They took it down. And that just fueled the fire of the conspiracy. That what's gone on with this is completely insane. Within a day or two, we went from a world where P. Diddy did not write a book called The Adrenochrome Witch to now this being, because there's screenshots going around, now this being a real part of the overall mythos involving Adrenochrome, involving the elite. I have found full Twitter threads where people are like, thank God someone finally took a step towards revealing the adrenochrome. And then other people go, no, no, no. He knows that Q's about to shut him down, so he's trying to get ahead of it. No, no, no. He's trying to expose it. And all this argument over a screenshot of a book that no one read because it was $100. Now, there is the look inside function of the book. So you can read three pages. Three, you can read half of it, right? It's seven pages. You can read half of it. And it starts off, it's basically just like stuff you know. If you're a lunatic, like if you follow this stuff like we do, not saying we're all lunatics, but if you believe, if you believe in this stuff, the adrenaline, and we're going to, I don't want to just gloss over the adrenochrome because we're going to end with that, but it's stuff like, you know, the elites take this adrenochrome and they get it out of the adrenal glands and da 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 da, all this stuff. And then one page is lyrics to a song I didn't recognize. And then the other page quoted the song Hotel California, which is the most boomer conspiracy theory that I've come across. It's been around since I was a kid. Hotel California, that song by the Eagles. Hotel California is about selling your soul to Satan for fame. I don't know. I don't particularly. It might be. But I don't. if it is, I don't think it's a hidden message. I don't think they're like, you know what? No one will ever discover this. They're writing this. You can check in, but you can't check out. It could be. It could refer to drug addiction. It could refer to just life in general misery. Refer to a lot of different things. But anyway, that's been going. I mean, my stepdad was talking about Hotel California being a song about selling your soul to the devil in like 1998. That's not a new revelation. So, P. Diddy, you only got seven pages to tell this story, dude. Super boomer. But that's that book. Now, what's funny is we have this thing going on. And again, the idea is this whole idea about Adrenal. So he, no, he did not write that book. You'll see, I think you'll see this go on for a while. I think you'll see this part of the conspiracy theory go on for a while. But here's what, here, this is what's really interesting about this. On the Twitter thread, someone goes, you know, and they were saying it unironically. They actually thought they had exposed something, but really that what they exposed was a massive flaw in the Adrenochrome argument. They're like, yeah, those sickos. Those perverts, you know you can buy adrenochrome right from China. Okay, I've heard that myth before. I heard that the coronavirus was actually a bad batch of adrenochrome, and that's why celebrities got it, or that's why Tom Hanks got it, or something like that. He's like, mm-mm-mm, sweet human, human adrenaline, ah! <laughs> and that, first it was that they spiked it on purpose, someone had spiked the supply on purpose and gave everyone coronavirus, or it was an accident, whatever. So I had heard that conspiracy theory before, but I hadn't seen a screenshot. I had not seen a screenshot from the online marketplace Alibaba of Adrenochrome. And again, I go, that's fake, but I better check it out. Dude, you can buy so much Adrenochrome from Alibaba. Actual Adrenochrome. Because Adrenochrome is real. 
this episode might go a little long. This is I find this very fascinating, though. The chemical adrenochrome is real. The question is, does it do what the mythology says it does? Can it give you eternal life? Spoiler alert. Well, actually, that is, I can't give a spoiler alert on that because that's an interesting question. You can buy adrenochrome straight from Alibaba. They will ship it to your house. I'm tempted to buy it with a caveat. You cannot, you cannot use this stuff. They take adrenochrome and they slightly alter the chemical compound to make it a derivative of it. Adrenochrome, with the chemical that you can buy, is used as a blood clotting agent. So it's, it has it's medical grade stuff. You can buy it. You can 100% buy it. I did not see any restrictions. It is legal. It comes in the form of a powder and it is cheap. And that's the thing. When adrenochrome thing is like, oh, one, out of one human body, I was watching this YouTube video on it. On one human body, you can get 10 cc's of adrenochrome. Adrenochrome, I know this is kind of rambly, but adrenochrome, what it really is, outside of the derivative that you can buy on Alibaba, when the human has an adrenaline response, it floods the body with adrenaline. As that adrenaline decays, it becomes adrenochrome, and then it eventually just disappears. It dissipates. Adrenochrome is a real chemical. It is created by the human body. The conspiracy theory is that you can pull it out of the base of the neck or you can pull it out straight out of the adrenal glands, which if neither of those are true. It's flooding your body. Adrenochrome is basically flooding your body. It's adrenaline. It's not pure adrenaline. It's a adrenaline that's starting to decay. And you can get 10 cc, according to this YouTube video, you can get 10 cc's out of a single human body. So what they do is the elite, they kidnap people and they scare them and they torture them and they make them all super panicky and then their blood is super sweet, and then that's when they take it out. It doesn't make sense. You have to wait till the adrenaline starts to decay. So you'd have to be like, torture them, and then you're like, no, 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 here's like a stuffed animal. Let's watch some Charles in charge. And they're like, oh, this isn't so bad. <sighs> ah, my spine! Like, you have to wait until it starts to decay. So that's what adrenochrome is in our body. The adrenochrome you can buy through China is that compound fixed a bit, and it acts as a blood clotting agent. So definitely don't be like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like the elites. I'm going to inject I'm gonna inject this into my arm. Ugh. Or snort it or whatever. You can buy, though, from Alibaba. You remember, 10 cc's out of a human body. It takes 10 cc's to get this out. But somehow China is able to sell you 10 metric tons for about 400 bucks. You can buy... Like, for 200 bucks, you can buy, like, 10 kilograms of it, which is still quite heavy, but I would love to just have it as a conversation piece in my house. Invite people over, hey, yeah, here's my Bigfoot painting, here's this awesome rabbit cup from Lana, look at this. Oh, yeah, no, 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 don't, don't, don't touch that. That's 25 kilograms of adrenochrome, straight from Alibaba. You can buy it, a conversation piece, to say the least, but somehow they're able to take this 10 cc's and turn it into 10 metric tons and then sell it to you for $450. So so what that did was that post made me go, well, yeah, it is adrenochrome. Adrenochrome is real. And it's I honestly think I've said in past episodes, I didn't even think the chemical was real. I, I, I would have misstated that. I don't think the effects that we're being told of it is real. Because really, when you look at people saying about adrenochrome, first off, the story was adrenochrome gets you higher than you've ever been before. And all of that stuff comes from fear and loathing in Las Vegas. And Hunter S. Thompson said, totally made it up, totally made it up, that drug that Johnny Depp, or or in the movie, but that drug that I did in the book, I made it up, I made it up. He told the director, Terry Gilliam, I just made it up, that there is no drug. And in the movie, they go, you take it straight from the adrenal gland of a living human. 
And that started this myth that adrenochrome was a real drug. In the first episode of a British television show called Lewis, which was a spinoff of uh, Inspector Moreau, first episode is they were trying to... Uh, no, this episode aired in 2008, that they were trying to break up a drug ring that was draining adrenal fluid from humans. So it's an old story. So from way back when Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the book was written. This is how the mythology grows. You have someone make... Adol- Ad- Adolphus Huxley was the first person to talk about it. And he goes, there's this thing called adrenochrome... In the mainstream, there's a thing called adrenochrome. And it's from the oxidization of adrenaline in the body. Huxley wasn't claiming that it did anything supernatural. And then Hunter S. Thompson talks about it in his book. And talks about it being this amazing high. But he's like, I, I, I never did it. Like, there's no such thing as that. But you see how that myth evolved. And nowadays we have people putting up fake books solely in the good name of P. Diddy. We have people releasing YouTube videos and all this stuff claiming that if you ever see a rich person with a black eye, it's because that's the adrenochrome thing. They're either going through an adrenochrome withdrawal or they get it injected into their eye. And if it goes wrong, it gives them a black eye. You'll see these photo montages of all these. Over the course of 50 years, photos of rich people with black eyes. They're not Iron Man. People get black eyes. But anyways, you can pick out these photos of... Bill Clinton in 1992 and Kevin Spacey tomorrow with a black eye. I gave that one to him, by the way. But you have this montage, right? And so you'll always see that connection. And so the mythology has evolved. What's dangerous about this? What's dangerous about this? First off, I would hate to see someone. A lot of it's so weird. A lot of people who investigate conspiracy theories would love to join the Illuminati. That's a trend I've seen over the years. Like, they hate them, and they're always talking about it. But if it comes down to it, a lot of them will want to join. So I'm afraid that someone's actually going to buy some adrenochrome from Alibaba and go, well, you know, if it's good enough for Katy Perry, and snort it or inject it and just instantly die. Because it will clot their blood. My concern is this. There was this documentary I watched a couple of years ago. I don't remember the name of it. But it was about how the movie Godfather, and gangster movies in general, shaped gangster culture. Because before you would just be an Irish gangster, you'd be an Italian gangster, and you'd be like, yeah, "Give me your." And you, you could even go back further than The Godfather, but you'd have you'd be an Italian gangster, and you'd be like, "Hey, you know, if you should give me some money because I protect the neighborhood, and your shops in my neighborhood, it would be horrible if it didn't wasn't protected." And the shop owner's like, "Yeah, I kind of get what's going on." Irish gangster would be like, "Hey, you, give me all your money." And as movies started to really, like, hit the culture, and you started to have these gangster movies, specifically movies like Godfather, it'd be like, the, in real life, gangsters were emulating the gangster movies. The gangster movies were based on, like, broad stereotypes. This documentary, was, and they were interviewing real gangsters. They were interviewing these old Italian gangsters, and they were like, back before Godfather, was total, we acted differently, because they were older now. They're like, we were just a bunch of dumb kids, and then all of a sudden, we were, were walking around in our suits, and we were doing all this stuff, and we were trying to be like the gangsters we saw on the movies. The whole pirate accent, arr, comes from one movie. One movie. I think it was Treasure Island. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was one movie. Before that, if you look at old pirate movies, nothing. They weren't like, arr, sail the seven seas, matey. It was one actor. That was an acting choice he made. An entire subculture was based around that one movie. So you can have these... You can have... Obviously, there were pirates before that movie came out. And then you have 
The movie come out, and then everyone goes, Arr, matey, I got a patch and a peg leg and a parrot. It's all from that movie. Not saying that pirates didn't have those things, but it would be super rare if they did. This is my worry. This is my worry. You have a dolphin. You have Huxley talk about it in his book. You have Thompson talk about it in his book. Then you have this whole theory going around that it'll make you immortal and stuff like that. People who would have never thought about doing this before now will. You never, ever thought, I wonder what it's like to inject another human's adrenaline into my body. Maybe, maybe if you're a sicko, that thought crosses your mind. But now imagine you are super wealthy and you're bored. You have no morals and you're bored and you're reading this stuff online all the time. Oh yeah, you know, the elites do it. That's why Hillary Clinton looks like she's 27 because she injects adrenochrome into her skin all the time. That's why the elites have all this power and so on and so forth. It's the best high ever and you have to do it all the time and you have people who are researching this, who are stumbling across this information. It's totally fictional. It doesn't happen. But people with the means and the lack of morals are looking at this and they go, I wonder if this is true. And the next time that they have the opportunity, they're going to try it. Just to find out. That's out of the means of you and me and 99% of the normal human population who would never do that. If you have enough money, if you have the means and you have the lack of morals... And the opportunity presents itself to you. And you never thought about it before, but you'd been reading online all of this stuff. Mark Marin, he's not doing this. Mark Marin, he's the guy who does WTF podcast. When his career was in the dumps, I remember listening to an episode a long time ago. When his career, he was a stand-up comedian, tried getting on SNL, stuff wasn't working out for him. He was talking about an episode, he goes, when I was, when my career had stalled and I was just sitting there, he goes, I was doing research on the Illuminati and I was thinking, I wonder if this stuff is real. Because see, his career, he was, he felt like he was an outsider. He felt like he was working as hard as he could. He wasn't going anywhere. He's thinking, I wonder if the Illuminati's real. I wonder if that's why I'm not successful, because I'm not in the in crowd and things like that. So, he, and, and now he is super successful. It's not because he joined the Illuminati, but you have powerful people who look into this stuff as well. Maybe they weren't powerful when they were looking into it, but you'll have people like these subjects. People like reading about this stuff. My fear is that somebody's reading this stuff now. They're buying into the hype. They believe P. Diddy's trying to expose the truth. And they have the ability to find a human victim. The story, I believe, is fake today. But stories like this don't stay fake for long. Eventually, we will come across a serial killer. We will come across somebody who is taking the adrenaline out of a human body and injecting it into their own veins. We can make the myths real. And that's the scariest truth of all. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.